Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to Ask Wardy for another week. We had a week off, but I'm so glad to be back with you talking about kefir today or really any fermented dairy that can get over-soured or over-fermented. It separates. It can get a really strong flavor that you or your family members may not care for. What do you do with it? Do you throw it in the trash? No, you don't need to because I'm going to show you nine uses today for over-soured or over-fermented kefir. Insert buttermilk, clabber, yogurt, whatever. There are nine uses, and one of them, maybe two, are going to really surprise you. I'm almost positive. (laughs) So welcome to Ask Wardy. This is the weekly show where I answer your questions about traditional cooking. We do things like sourdough and fermenting, culturing dairy, Uh, And it's really fun to answer your questions every week. Same time, same place. If you're with me live on Facebook or Periscope, thank you for joining live. On Facebook, Millie is right there in the comments answering questions and pasting links as we go. Um, If you are live, share in the comments your first name, what you're sipping on, and where you're from. I love to hear that, and I think all of you enjoy sharing that with each other. The transcript and the links for this session are all at askwardy.tv. Just look for episode 111. That's right. We're at episode 111 this week. All right, let's get into it. Today's question comes from Maria G. She says, hi, Wardy. I've enjoyed listening to your weekly program. That's Ask Wardy at askwardy.tv and had never thought of a question until now. I love that. Do you have any ideas of wonderful food that can be made from overly fermented kefir, too much time, or buttermilk to low temperature that would taste great and save it from being thrown into the trash? My kitchen temperature has not been stable over the last weeks. It's falling into the cool side, and I've been having less than satisfactory batches of both kefir and buttermilk. I tried cooking kefir with cinnamon and rapadura. The outcome was not bad, but all the house was left smelling like soured cooked cheese or something really smelly. Do you have any thoughts on this? Thank you, Maria. Maria, I do have thoughts on this, and I love that you don't want to waste it, and I love that you thought the outcome wasn't bad. Um, I'm certain that some of the ideas I'm going to share today are going to help you make use of it now or in um, other times of year where you might have iffy results too. It's just the way it goes with fermenting because we rely on you know, kind of a warm room temperature. If the temperature gets too cold, things kind of stall, maybe go the wrong direction. If you get too hot of a temperature, uh, ferments go really fast and can even separate. If you notice, uh, and this just happened the other day with um, our friend Dawn, who's also a writer for our site, but she, the temperature just increased, I think it was last week or the week before. She was making kefir and it separated. And there had just been a temperature change of maybe 10 degrees in the house. Um, and that's what it caused. So same amount of time, warmer temperature, and she got a separation. That can happen um, in, during many seasons. And so you just, you know, do the best we can. And of course, we don't want things to go to waste. So that's the topic today. So I want you to keep in mind that with all these ideas I'm about to share, 
that if a strong flavor is objectionable to some, I mean, some people love a sour flavor, some don't. Uh, so you just want to use less rather than more so that you can please the palates of the people in your family who may think that, you know, that strong flavor is too much. So number one would be um, two parts to it really. First is you're going to make your kefir more mild, and then you're going to create a fruit bowl with it. And to make it more mild, all you need is a whisk and your kefir. And then you need like whey from creating uh, cheese or the whey that's come to the top of your yogurt or other batches of kefir. Uh, you could even use just regular raw milk. And you're gonna whisk that liquid into your overly soured or your strong tasting kefir. And that's gonna thin it, um, which is very helpful if it's like separated into curds and whey, but it's also going to just cut back on that strong flavor and introduce a more mild, and so you'll get something kind of in the middle. It really works well. And then what you do is you use that more mild kefir to create a fruit bowl. So you put it in um, a bowl and you top with, you know, your favorite toppings, whether it's fruit or soaked crispy nuts or pre-soaked oats like we've talked about in a previous uh, episode of Ask Wardy. And here's an example, the photo that I chose for the for uh, this episode at AskWardy.tv. There's your mild kefir fruit bowl. And this, of course, applies if you've got yogurt or you've got clabber or another cultured dairy doing the same thing. Okay, so that was idea number one. And moving on into the rest of them, keep in mind that you can always use the milder kefir for any of the rest of these ideas, or you can use the stronger kefir. And just play with the amount so that you get the flavor that your family loves. So number two would be in smoothies. So you're gonna use your oversoured kefir in smoothies. It's basically your recipes, or if you're just throwing something together, um, wherever you'd use kefir, yogurt, buttermilk, sour cream, smoothies call for all kinds of fermented dairy. So just use your oversoured kefir in place of it, maybe just for part of it, because then you're gonna use a less sour dairy product for the rest. Number three would be salad dressings. There are a lot of salad dressings that call for fermented dairy, whether it's sour cream, yogurt, or kefir. So you can use your oversoured kefir in place of some or all of that dairy in the recipe. Number four is to make yogurt cheese, and I have some right here for you. So because it's already, when it gets oversoured, over-fermented, it's really close, if not already separated into curds and whey. So just finish it off <laughs> and make yourself some kefir cheese. Um, and it's very easy. You're simply going to take the contents of your, um, your oversoured, and you're going to strain it through 90-count cheesecloth through a colander into a pot. I mean, set this in a pot. The whey will drip through, and you'll be left in, with the cheesecloth. It will be full of cheese, <laughs> this kefir cheese. And then you can salt it, and you can use it to spread on toast or, you know, use it in recipes. It's really delicious. Um, I do come from a Middle Eastern background where I grew up having strong yogurt cheese on a daily basis that was salted, so I just love eating something like this. Not everybody does, so just play with, tread, tread cautiously or get some time to transition your family members to appreciating a, um, a stronger cheese flavor or a sour cheese flavor. Number five is uh, you can use your oversoured fermented dairy in bread recipes to help with leavening and preparing the grains for good digestion. At the show notes, askwardy.tv, I have a link for you to a sourdough lavash bread. Uh, it's beautiful and it does use ancient grain of spelt, but you could use any 
grain you'd like if you want to use einkorn, which is also ancient, or you could use modern wheat. But the idea is that you're combining your flour with kefir and sourdough starter, and the kefir is just going to um, really help with the preparation for good digestion, nutrition, and help rise the bread. So check that out, and there's lots of similar recipes, pizza crust, breads, pancakes, all kinds of things where you can use your sour dairy as your um, to help prepare the grains for best digestion. Number six, homemade popsicles. So uh, po ho often homemade popsicles call for milk or yogurt. You can use this for some or all of the dairy in those recipes. Number seven, homemade ice cream. Yes. Have you ever heard of like, um, like a sour cream chocolate ice cream? I actually have a recipe for that in uh, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods, which is a book I wrote a few years back. Well, you can introduce any sour dairy into recipes that you think, you know, it's gonna it's gonna go with a little bit of sour flavor um, and you'll get a probiotic boost and of course introduce that tang do it for some of the dairy not not necessarily all of it like you could do a combination of your over sour dairy with like your um, milk or cream base and I actually I just I actually love a little bit of a sour tang and that's why I created that recipe that's a sour cream chocolate um, in that uh, book Okay, so we have two left, and I think these are the ones that are gonna surprise you. Maria, you asked specifically for food ideas, but um, you know, I just couldn't help throwing in these last two. So the number eight is a face mask or a face cream. So here's the thing, kefir contains lactic acid. Lactic acid is, is, is one of the, um, the group of compounds called AHAs, stands for alpha hydroxy acids. They're found in real foods like milk, and expensive face creams. So your kefir can be your face cream or your face mask, and it's really simple. All you do is um, spread this on your skin. And probably if it has that strong cheesy flavor, you're not gonna, not gonna wanna let it stay on, but put it on for a while and then rinse it off. Um, if, it, if, you, if it wasn't an over-soured kefir, then of course you could leave it on actually as a moisturizer. So just spread on your skin and you get those great AHAs that increase collagen production and help slough off dead skin and just improve your skin. And in the winter or in the summer, uh, that's a really good thing. So number nine is a douche. So this is a natural yeast remedy. So there are these, I'm not gonna get graphic here. I think we're most of us women, but I'll just try to keep it on the, on the, um, not too graphic, not too specific here. Women that are having yeast issues can use kefir or yogurt um, and the healthy probiotics that are in them to help combat the yeast that's overtaking their body. So you would douche with kefir or yogurt. And basically what you're doing is introducing the beneficial organisms that are in here to help rebalance the yeast that the and the not beneficial yeast, the candida yeast that might be in your body. So you mix um, quarter cup of this with a quarter cup of water and just whisk it smooth, put it in your douche bag or your douching um, piece of equipment and then use that as your douche rinse uh, as often as needed. So that might be several times a day, several times at one sitting and then repeat throughout the day for, you know, until you get a handle on the infection. Can be very, very powerful. It doesn't have all those chemicals and yucky things that conventional douches have. It's completely natural and you're putting this to use instead of tossing it. So 
there you go. That was number nine, which is uh, surprising, but pretty cool, I think. <laughs> if anybody's wondering what kefir is, uh, I'm just going to give a quick explanation of it right here. Kefir, which can be pronounced kefir or kefir, lots of different pronunciations, is a fermented dairy. And it's very similar to yogurt, except that the mother culture that you use to create your kefir is um, like this cauliflower-like clump. They're actually rubbery. And um, this is a beneficial, a colony of beneficial bacteria and yeast that you put with your milk. And these organisms, you can't see them, but they're living and active inside this clump. They will eat the sugars in the milk and transform it into a bubbly, sour, fermented dairy that will thicken. And that's called kefir. And kefir has lots of beneficial bacteria and yeast that colonize and create this beautiful fermented dairy drink. Yogurt only has bacteria and has less of them. So in a sense, kefir is more powerful because it has way more beneficial organisms and you know a greater diversity. You can make kefir with a mother culture like this, grains. You can also make it with a powder. I don't recommend the powder if you can get the grains because the grains have way more organisms and I think you get a better result. So that is kefir. And it's, um, if you wanna talk about its consistency compared to yogurt, Kefir is thinner, it can be more sour, it is more bubbly oftentimes, especially if you're using a grain as your mother culture, um, and it's really delicious. I love it, <laughs> and I think a lot of you listening today love it too. So I'm going to wrap up now just by telling you about some links that you can find at askwardy.tv. Even though I've been talking up kefir, we love yogurt also, and I have a free, thick, raw milk yogurt recipe for you. The thing with yogurt is that most recipes call for the milk to be pasteurized, and we here at Glens love raw milk. We don't want to pasteurize it and lose the enzymes and the beneficial organisms that are in the milk. So my recipe doesn't call for pasteurizing, and it calls for an additional healthy ingredient that will help the yogurt stay thick even though you're not pasteurizing it. If you don't pasteurize, you don't use my ingredient, then you're likely to have thin yogurt. That's why it's the thick raw milk yogurt recipe. <laughs> so you can follow the links with this video to get that recipe, it's completely free. I also have nine insanely refreshing popsicles that you and your kids will love. You can use oversoured or even regular fermented dairy in it. We have Middle Eastern kefir cheese balls where you're making balls out of your kefir. Um, and those are really, really delicious. We have the kefir soured, kefir soured sourdough lavash that I told you about earlier. We have a kefir lime ice cream with a fermented blueberry sauce. And then of course, because my, my final tip for you, the ninth idea involved um, the douche for a natural yeast remedy. If you wanna know more about fighting yeast, I have an article with five steps to fighting yeast infections naturally. We kind of cover a lot of ground, but when you start with kefir, it's such a powerful healing food. Yes, you can use it to treat yeast infections. Yes, you can rebalance gut flora. You can give your digestive system beneficial acids. It's just a really wonderful, wonderful food. Thanks for joining me, everyone. I'm thrilled that you are here, and thanks, Maria, for the great question. If anyone wants to submit a question for Ask Wardy for future weeks, you can follow the links and the instructions at askwardy.tv, and I'll see you all again here next week, same time, same place. Okay. Bye-bye. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. 
or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at tradcookschool on the Periscope app, or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.